a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. The reason is because you don't have the sacraments. See? I mean, once you don't have the sacraments, then basically everybody's a pastor. Because that's what a pastor is, a guy that's there to preach the gospel and minister the sacraments. Once the sacraments cease to mean anything in your theological construct, then ministry becomes something different than the giving out of God's gift of forgiveness. The reason why we go to church is not to hear about how we have to go out and, and be missionalists. The reason we go to church is to get the forgiveness of our sins. That's why Jesus instituted the church. And I think that's the point. See, when a pastor considers this option of, hmm, maybe I'll substitute these parts of the liturgy, maybe, the, maybe. the question before him should not be, will it win more people over? The question before them should be, would this deliver Christ in a better way than it already does? And the parts of the liturgy are direct quotes from Holy Scripture. And I don't think that you can improve upon the delivery of Christ uh, from them. I mean, just imagine the next radical that shall be even more radical. This will be the book that I'm going to write. Even more Uh, radical. What part of cutting off your hand is unclear in the Bible? (laughs) If you still have two hands, you show yourself to be a false disciple of Jesus. Church Creed Cruncher, Christian or Secular, and your emails. That is the Table Talk Radio lineup. Uh, so you could actually tune out before the, sh- the theme music gets over. <laughs> People were. They were just tuning in to see if you finally put in. Little Stevie Wonder. Yeah. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. It seems right like I remember you getting voted down, voted down on that. You were like, Mitt yeah, Romney only because you, because you only counted one vote. <laughs> Whatever. I only had Jeez. one vote to count for yours. Well, all right. <laughs> okay. Let's well. see. Buzzwords, email. What else? Oh, the new game that was. Uh, oh, did you did not admit that the new game came from our Facebook fan page, admit. growing by leaps and bounds. We have I, we have a face we have a fan for every we have like twenty fans for every listener now. That's amazing. Amazing. Uh, and so what? Our our table talk radio listeners came up with this game. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you who in the next segment when we start. I am excited for that. Also, yeah. I have an announcement to make. If you have a uh, theological investigation you need us to tackle, we have a private investigator on staff oh, right. for that very project. And you can send him an email by sending a question to uh, Lumpy at TableTalkRadio.org. Yeah. And Lumpy will get right on it, I am he's sure. Got his own, he's got his own email now. Fantastic work. Uh, yeah, From apparently our, uh, that, that uh, comes, weg comes with getting on the payroll. I was going to do a listener participation game. Oh, I forgot to tell you about this. I Because I, I was thinking of this game, driving around today, and I was thinking, you know what we should do? Because we're all about equal opportunity grief-giving. We should go into the. I should go into the Christian bookstore and look around, and see what the best-selling thing is, and see and try to see if I can discern what the most re- newest trend is in evangelicalism by walking in the Christian bookstore. And then I thought to myself, the only problem with that idea is it would actually involve doing something. So mm-hmm. I came up with a listener participation game, which is this: <laughs> listeners can go into their most to their local Christian bookstore and snap a couple pictures of what they see when they walk in, uh, and then uh, and send them our way, and we will examine those photos. I 1, have a better idea. Thousand points for each picture. 
I think that we should have people uh, on the phone as, in, as like live recording. All right, what do you see now? I see a new book by Rick Warren. People are all over it. A heresy is spilling out of the sides. Do you see a Luther small catechism anywhere inside? All right, be, be careful there, Jim. You don't want to get hurt in that that bookstore. Keep a safe distance. Here's here's an idea. When you go in, snap a few pictures, and then ask the person at the counter if they have a copy of Luther's Small Catechism, and and see what the reaction is. Luther, what? A catechism? Yeah, listeners on assignment. What? We don't have any creed but the Bible in here. Martin, but here, who? would you like uh, uh, every day of Friday? <laughs> okay. Oh, well, I have an idea. Let's get to some buzzwords. My yep. theological buzzword for you, Pastor Wolf, from there is Advent. Uh, Advent means coming. Uh, you know, we're a couple weeks here in Advent now, or maybe yep. this is the first week. Yeah, this Can't is the first remember. week of Advent. Um, and uh, Advent means coming, and this doesn't just mean uh, the coming of baby Jesus. You know, kind of like uh, uh, what's his name from uh, Will Ferrell in that movie? His, his he praised a baby Jesus. Oh yeah, uh, Talladega Nights. Yeah, yeah, that the guy. The Legend of Ricky Bobby. Yeah, Ricky Bobby, Advent for him only means uh, the Christmas because he likes to pray to baby Jesus. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie. I've only seen that part of that movie. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. You, that's, the, that's the best part. You don't need to watch it. But that also uh, talks about all the comings of, of Jesus. So this also means uh, the Lord's uh, coming in, uh, in judgment on the last day uh, and really his coming to us now, today. Uh, he comes to us in word and sacrament. Um, and this is uh, why we go to church, uh, so that we can receive Jesus. Because here Jesus is coming. And, uh, I mean, can you imagine uh, Jesus uh, coming to your town to give you the forgiveness of sins, and you think, it's a great day to play golf. <laughs> you know? I mean, but no. Uh, right. so when, when the Lord, when we have uh, service at church, the, the Lord is coming to give us his gifts. And we go to that place to receive his gifts with thankfulness and praise. Yes, that's great. I'm I'm all for it. Now, my buzzword. I'm also at the same time reading, trying to figure out here my buzz, the definition of my buzzword, which is jihad. <laughs> you know, it's hard to find a Muslim uh, buzzword, theological buzzword, because Muslim the Muslims don't have any doctrine. They don't have any theology. But this is probably as close as it gets. So jihad uh, literally translates as struggle. There's often this talk about the greater and lesser jihad. You know what I mean? You know what that? So the greater jihad is the struggle within yourself. The lesser jihad is killing the pagans. <laughs> <laughs> the question is, what sort of struggle is meant by jihad? Inner spiritual struggle or outward physical struggle? Now that the way you come down on that probably determines if you're a normal kind of a person, Muslim, that can fit in society, struggles an inner struggle, or that you are not, that uh, you are fundamentalist and you are constantly at war with the heathen. Now, I happen to be reading this book that you don't even have. They send it out to every sim, uh, to every uh, pastor from the seminary. They only send it to the ones they don't like. Two Wars We Must Not Lose by Bill Hecht, and he's talking about this sort of thing. And his estimation is... I don't have any way to judge if this is right or wrong, but of the 1.3 billion Muslims in the world, that 1 billion of them are not fundamentalists and would therefore understand jihad as in, as uh, as uh, internal struggle and sharia as uh, kind of an individual moral code. The other 3 million, though, would be classified as fundamentalist Muslim. It's pretty important for us to know about this. 
uh, and would think that jihad is an outward struggle against the pagans and that Sharia law should govern all the nations of the world. So, jihad. Jihad. All right. Well, let's go... (laughs) Let's go to some emails. Now, I have a, a little bit of a cleaning up to do. Uh, dun, dun, dun. So what happened uh, here? I got an email back uh, July 23rd from Mark, and uh, I apparently re- <laughs> I responded to his email saying, hey, thanks for your email. We'll, re- we'll respond to it on the air. And then we never did. <laughs> and so lately, uh, Mark sent me another email saying, hey, uh, I tried to email you again. I said, hey, I never got your email. <laughs> Oops, I did. Uh, so sorry about that, Mark. You know, I think that uh, here on the show, we probably on the air respond to about 80% of the emails we get. Uh, another 10% we probably respond uh, through just uh, rather than on the air through email, responding through email. And the other 10% we don't respond at all just uh, out of, you know, a producer's um, you know, choice. It is still a radio show, so we, we decide, you know, the ones that are going to make uh, for good radio. And uh, we don't take on every question that comes in. Um, but this one is not the case of either one of those. It was just that it fell through the cracks. And Mark's email subject line is, why the hostility? Uh, and it says this, if a Calvinist is my brother in Christ, why such hostility towards them? If a Baptist is my brother in Christ, the same question. Well, in, on this side of heaven, we read scripture and come to different conclusions. What more proof do you need than many denominations? Can we agree to disagree and with love point out where our reading of scripture leads to differences? What kind of witness do we show non-believers when Christians do not show each other respect? I worshiped at a Lutheran church for 19 years and still feel our doctrines make the most sense. I and my wife now worship in a Baptist church, a world of difference, but still the gospel is preached and Christ is exalted. Thank you for a little bit of time uh, to read this and maybe give an answer. You're welcome, Mark, and sorry about uh, the delay. I'm going to throw this first point at Pastor Wolf Mueller and uh, this question, uh, can we agree to disagree? The answer is, and this this is a bit of a tricky thing, but to agree to disagree is to deny the clarity of Scripture. Uh, in other words, either the Bible is is clear on everything that it teaches and everything that we need to know, or it is unclear. As soon as we say that the theological differences that divide the denominations are a matter of opinion or are uh, cannot be sorted out in this life, then we are confessing that the Scriptures are not clear. And that is simply too big of a price to pay. So the answer is we cannot say that we ad- agree to disagree. The scriptures simply won't allow us that that uh, that conclusion. Okay, so uh, there are differences and there is a right and a wrong then. There is. And, and I mean, we can come to places where there's things that we don't know and we can say we don't know this one way or the other. Uh, so we might just we might not be able to come to a conclusion, but at least we know we can't come to a conclusion. Right, yeah, yeah, very good. Well, we need to hit a commercial break, then we have more to respond to in Mark's email here, and we'll do that right after this commercial break. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. If you have a question for us, send it to questions at tabletalkradio.org or uh, call us 1-800-385-SOLA. We'll be right back. You're listening to Table Talk Radio.
Don't ask me why, but you've been listening to Table Talk Radio. And we're back on Table Talk Radio. Uh, all right, we uh, before the break, uh, we're responding to a question from Mark. Now, Mark's uh, uh, headline of the email was, Why the Hostility? Do you think we've been hostile to our Calvinist friends? Yeah, but they like it. <laughs> no, we haven't been hostile. Come on. Uh, and, and the question that, that Mark asks is, In a friendly way. What kind of witness do we show non-believers when Christians do not show each other respect? Right, and, uh, and I, I, I agree. We should be showing each other respect, and I, I think that we've been very respectful. Of course, we, we joke around with the Calvinists. I think we joke around with everyone that we talk about on this radio program, and so the Calvinists are nothing special, um, though they think they are. Uh, now, <laughs> see, so we're just don't force it around. Yeah, this is a matter. Jerk. Of um, <laughs> now, I, I wanted to. Uh, uh, to point out, though, at this end here, that uh, our, our doctrine is not something we uh, feel makes sense. Um, I'm referring here to the line, I worshiped a Lutheran church for 19 years and still feel that our doctrines make the most sense. So our doctrine is not something that we come to uh, for the purpose of making sense, uh, but rather our doctrine is something that we confess um, uh, upon being taught by uh, the Holy Scriptures. And um, I would assert that the attendance that of the church that you go to is a confession of what you believe. And uh, so for, for Mark, I would uh, caution with love um, that your attendance at the Baptist church is confessing you believe um, what the Baptist church teaches and not what the Lutheran church teaches. Now, right. I, I, now this is no small difference, by the way. Uh, let's, let's take, because he brought up the Calvinists, let's talk about the Calvinists, because... Um, you know, you could say, hey, look, we're all brothers in Christ. We should uh, just agree to disagree, all this kind of thing. Um, but there are some big differences um, in the Lutheran church versus the, the Calvinist church. If you're a Calvinist and you teach, you, you keep to the teaching of Calvinism as classically taught in their, their documents, um, you can't walk up to a guy, uh, just no matter who he is, and say Christ died for you without wondering if you may be lying to the guy. Uh, now, if you're a Lutheran, you believe that Christ died for the whole world, and you have no uh, no hesitation to walk up to a guy uh, or who, anyone who may uh, you may find in the street and say Christ died for you, because that's true, um, according to what the Bible teaches. But that that can't be true uh, if you're teach, if you're um, being consistent with Calvinist teaching. Now, um, that's just one example, but that's a big difference. Now, that's not something we can just agree to disagree on. Can you say to someone that Christ died for you without that maybe being a lie? Are you asking me the question? I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, sorry. I thought I had to pay attention there. You were expecting. <laughs> sorry, go back to looking at Facebook. Yeah, okay. So anyway, uh, thank you, Mark, for writing us in. We're not hostile to Calvinists or anyone else, and but we do think our doctrine is worth discussing, and we should show respect towards one another. Should show respect and love. And love, yes. Love the Calvinists. In- mm. All right, let's play a little bit, of, little bit of Church Creed Cruncher. This comes from our Facebook page. Yes, that's right. You want me to read it? Comes from Paul. You should start a new segment on TTR. That stands for Table Talk Radio. <laughs> Thanks. Those of you not in the know, Church Creed Crunch, where you crunch the creedal or belief statements of various churches against the three historic creeds. You can start with one of uh, who's an affiliate of Joel Osteen's Lakewood, the Believers Center. 
in Albuquerque, New Mexico. So I've got a ton of creeds here. I, you know what I did? So I, I was trying to figure out how to find some goofiness like this. And so I typed, I did a little Google search for our creed church. So and, and this is an amazing sort of thing. It's not the creed. It's our creed. So I got a bunch of these things. You ready? Yeah. Okay. I'm a little so confused about this our creed thing, but maybe I'll figure but it out. In, in other words, this is so this is on the church website and it says our creed. Oh, okay. Go for it. Here's the believer center in Albuquerque. I am deeply loved and graced by God. His life is a gift to me. My life well lived is my gift to him. I am determined to live the life I could never deserve from the place of his grace. My faith is audacious, my spirit relentless. I will not be deterred. I will not quit until Jesus is fully honored and a hurting world has heard the good news. If not me, then who? If not here, then when? Wait. If not here, then where? <laughs> Sorry, I messed up my prepositions. If not now, then when? I am deeply loved and graced by God. How ironic. What? What's it? Oh, know. because it's titled Our Creed, but it talks about I the whole time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. My um, creed, it should be. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Want to play a little game? Yeah, I do. I was okay. thinking about that. Let's, yeah, let's that play. Good. I'll tell you what. Um, I will count how many I's exist in the Apostles' Creed, and you count how many I's exist in that one. Oh, okay. it, might, it might be about the same, actually. Anyway, ready, go. One, go. Oh, we're two. counting now? Yeah. Oh, hold on. One, two, three. I'm done. Four, five, two. <laughs> six, seven. seven. Okay, the Apostles' Creed has, I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and I believe in the Holy Spirit. Yeah, it's kind of weird that this creed here, the Our Creed from the Believer Center, actually doesn't have anything that they believe. <laughs> <laughs> That's a kind of odd. This is just like a weird, it's a, like you put it on the, I bet you they have people doing this. In fact, it says, here, click here to download this PDF, and you can download it and, well, put it on your mirror so you wake up and you, <laughs> weird. I see. Okay, I get this. Um, so this is sort of the uh, uh, the the um, what's his name Joel Osteen kind of um, view of creed. So the the hmm. Joel Osteen stands up with his Bible and says the creed. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I whatever it is. And the whole purpose of that is to be kind of a pep talk for yourself. Mm -hmm. Whereas mm -hmm. the historic creeds were a confession and the defense of the faith. Right, but see, it's not it's not just a pep talk because Joel Osteen has the idea that, that your words create reality. So it's more than a pep talk. When you say "I am who I says I am," you're you're actually creating that reality. Uh -huh. But yes, you're right. That stands in stark contrast to the to the purpose of the ancient creeds, which was to confess the truth against error. Right. 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 Uh, now, now to be sure. Um, because I think I think that the creed goes two ways um, when we confess in church. It is a confession of what we believe. Um, so, you know, when you're standing up and you're reading from um, the creed on on Sunday morning of the divine service, you are making confession of this is what I believe. This is what I stand for. But um, you see, the reason we maintain these in our in our um, in our in our church services is not because Arians are walking around trying to uh, trying to argue about the divinity of Christ, although I guess that still exists. Um, part of it is that we, we keep teaching the truth. 
So right. this this does still serve us to make sure that we're teaching the truth. So if I get up in the pulpit and completely punt on preaching the gospel, and shame on me if I do, um, they have at least out of their mouths what Christ has done for them. And that's a nice protection. Sure. Yes. Right. Here it's not here. Although, I mean, I am deeply loved and graced by God. I suspect that could be uh, gospel. But it doesn't talk about, I mean, Jesus is mentioned until Jesus is fully honored. But it doesn't say anything. I mean, you could believe anything, basically, and still say this creed, which is the exact opposite of the point of a creed, is to demonstrate the unity of the doctrine. What if someone came along and they say, well, I don't agree with this last part that says my spirit is rel- uh, not is relentless, my spirit relentless. I don't agree with that. My spirit's relentless, you know, or whatever. <laughs> okay, we uh, have... And, uh, okay. No, you don't have fellowship with us because you don't confess our creed. Well, your creed is ridiculous. That's the point. I know. I, I could see the, uh, uh, the Muslim going on to jihad confessing this creed. <laughs> Yeah, that does not count. <laughs> of course it does. Why not? All right, fine. Two points. Yeah. How many points do you have? Potential points? Loads. <laughs> here's another one. This So here's another creed. How much time do we have for this nonsense? One minute and five seconds. All right, this is from the Rainbow Chapel. Who in the world knows what that is? We are all children of the same universe, it tells me here at the bottom. Here's, it says, our creed. Ready? We are not alone. We live in God's world. We believe in God, who has created and is creating. A holy mystery, who has come in Jesus, the Word made flesh, born of a teenage peasant, to reconcile and make new, within the family of the Holy Spirit. Love pours out to all. We trust in God. We are called to be the church, to celebrate God's love, hope, and communion with us to live with respect and creation, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus crucified for his message of inclusion and change, (laughs) and risen in glory witnessed by those he loved. Brother Jesus, our hope in life and death and life beyond, God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Alleluia. Hmm. You know, another thing that I uh, noticed about the difference between these is that in the uh, historic creeds, uh, you're not doing anything in them other than saying "I believe." Other right. than that, you're doing com- you're saying completely what God has done. And in both of these that you just said, it's all about what the people are doing. You know? mm-hmm. who, who cares? I mean, I believe this is what I do. What? That doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> I believe I am on a radio show. <laughs> we'll be right back on Table Talk Radio. Maybe pay a little bit more of Church Creed Cruncher. We'll be right back. This is Dr. Carl Fikencher, professor at Concordia Theological Seminary. Table Talk Radio is my favorite illustration for the fall of man. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. I was going. What do you mean? Here we go. That was good stuff. (laughs) Wasted on the break. Bummer. You know, I think it's funny (laughs) how... I think it's funny how, you know, Pastor Wolfmiller always has all these kind of irons in the fire. He's always got projects and ideas going. Um, and yes. most of them, uh, he, That's terrible. he does terrible some, ideas. some prep work 
uh, about five, ten minutes tops before that activity. But when he... <laughs> when, this is a good point you make. When he's invited, I even know what you're about to say. When he's invited to do stand-up, he starts planning months in advance. <laughs> Let me give you an example. In May, he comes out to Rogue River, Oregon oh, uh, to, to give the fourth of the, the fourth of four sessions of a, an evangelism <laughs> seminar and preach an anniversary sermon at Faith Lutheran Church in celebration of the 30th anniversary. And, and the most importantly... <laughs> oh, no, that's it. And, Do uh, the roast. Yeah, then have the roast the pastor at the end. Um, but uh, so so what what was Pastor Wolfman talking about the entire time? Oh, I've got this stand-up thing coming up at Brothers John the Steadfast Conference in February. Oh, that's interesting. What are you going to say for the seminar today? Oh, I don't know yet. I'll figure that out when I get up uh, get up there. Okay, what are you preaching on tomorrow? I don't know. What's my text again? Oh, but I was thinking about the stand-up routine. What do you think of this joke? Is this funny? <laughs> You know, it's just not natural for me to be funny. Uh, That's not natural. That's terrible. <laughs> so I've been a student, a close student of the comedians lately, especially the funniest man in the world, Jim Gaffigan. In fact, I might just stand up and go through his thing. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> you, you know, that's McDonald's. how McDonald's. I didn't know I was better than you. <laughs> Hot pocket. <laughs> Anyhow. How come whales always sound depressed? <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> All right, so we're playing Church Creed Cruncher. Do you have another creed there for us? Yeah, no, I'm still talking about the Rainbow Chapel. Okay, Rainbow Chapel. I don't even know what to say about that thing. Um, I like This is my favorite line. Jesus was crucified for his message of inclusion and change. <laughs> Talk about putting your own tilt on something. <laughs> Why was Jesus crucified? Because he was a liberal <laughs> like me. That's why you're so mean to me. Oh, to proclaim Jesus crucified for his message of inclusion and change. I'd like an example of that. The Jesus message of inclusion and change. Like, for example, they will, uh, he, the master of the house will say to them, Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. <laughs> or, I mean, what? Jesus says, Unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. You know, the inclusion and change message. My goodness. Repent, he said. <laughs> In his message of inclusion and change. Lord have mercy. That's terrible. That's a bit like uh, uh, our, our uh, when we were playing Name That Church Body and we had the whatever Native American tribe thing we're going off on. And we had <laughs> that the Lord's Supper <laughs> was uh, to, to re- rediscover your innate goodness. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. Well, I guess you know, if something's called the Rainbow Chapel, we should, probably shouldn't be so surprised. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> A gathering place for all God's children. <sighs> okay. Want another creed? I guess. Oh, man, I just deleted it. How do I get that open, reopen, closed tab? There it is. Okay. Now, I'm trying to figure out this one. I just emailed you this. This is called The Movement Church. I'm rock solid, oh, I'm sure. No. <laughs> Can you believe that? The Movement. Sheesh. Uh, I wonder if there's a church called The Mystic Church. 
Al, you, what do you th- how many do you think there are? I'm not even. I, I, uh, well, there's many. The I don't know how many are called that, but there's church. many mystic churches. <laughs> Mystics it's and a, emergent, it's emergent, a loose affiliation. <laughs> uh, oh, look at this. The Mystic Poison of the Emerging Church. That looks good. I'm going to watch that later on. Yeah, now, when you're not recording a radio show. Here's the uh, here's this this the movement church about us. It says my core, our creed, the culture, and it says under our creed. Try to discern this. We need some we need some emergent church de- uh, uh, translator for this stuff. Here, why don't you read this and I'll be the translator. Okay, as the dream team of the movement church, we live <laughs> Whoa, out. Hold on, that means. As the uh, as the twenty something staff that didn't go to seminary and we don't want to be called pastor because we don't want you to think that we're more important than you are, but we no. do want to have something that gives us a sense of uh, importance in this life. So we're going to give our staff the name Dream Team. <laughs> this is going to be bad. We live out our creed as the not empower- because the ancient. Hold on, our creed because the ancient creeds of the church weren't good enough. We're coming up with our own. We empower others. In Hold on, mission. the word empower there <laughs> is one of the most important words because we, after all, are a movement like Baalism and communism. So what we're all in, what we're interested in, not authority, but power, our own power and the other other people's power. Others in their mission. Mission, of course, is not a word that has to do with the church, but is rather uh, we've taken that from the business world to mean what we're going to do when we wake up tomorrow. You know, this is so choppy. Our poor listeners. This is what the sentence said before it was so, ugh, before it was translated. Sorry. As the dream team Humbly. of the movement church, we'll, we will live out our creed as we empower others in their mission. Okay. Committed Moses. Each team member in serving should be devoted, a devoted follower of Christ, allowing a Moses to speak in their life while being spiritually prepared to lead. Translation? Oh, oh man, I don't know. Okay. Uh, number one, we're giving biblical names to these goofy ideas that we have, so it seems like it comes from the Bible. <laughs> now, allowing a Moses to speak, we've uh, divided the different personality profiles and given them all biblical names. Right. Moses, so Moses is, is the extrovert. <laughs> <laughs> He's a yeah, well, E M I J <laughs> or whatever it is. <laughs> the Moses is the person that speaks with authority. That's how we're gonna do. So, uh, so we all and, and Mo, the Moses of the church is probably the guy getting the biggest paycheck. <laughs> all right, you're we are to... being we are being spear. We we speak we are being spiritually prepared to lead because even though the Bible never mentions it, the most important thing to us is leadership. Oh, brother. Okay. Okay. Next. Connect. Connected, which is Caleb. Each team member should be committed to building authentic Caleb relationships at the Movement Church, inspiring each other to strive for greatness. Translation. <laughs> Uh, hey, if you catch someone goofing off watching, looking at Facebook all day, don't worry. Uh, we're all relevant. You should be nice to that guy. <laughs> uh, where, where is it in our in our many useless things on this radio show that you say? I think it's maybe our you speaker checklist where you say, as soon as you use the word authentic, you're no longer being. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I just want to have an authentic conversation. Well, I just wanted to have a conversation. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> now you want to have an authentic one? Really? What were you having before? 
It's kind of like when um, you have uh, an appointed day to like bring a f- bring a friend to church day or something like that, and so you bring your friend and they find out is bring a ch- friend to church day, and you're like, oh, you didn't do it because you wanted me to come. Oh, yeah. I got it. Right, right. Or it's like genuine leather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same thing. All right, the next one, conduit, which is Joshua. Each what team member should embrace. This? Humility and selflessness, empowering Joshua's to accomplish their God-given destinies. Translation? Um, Joshua is... Um, what in the world? Remember, should embrace humility and... I'm working on this. This is hard. This is not my native tongue. Uh, embrace humility and selflessness. I know what those words mean. Empowering Joshua's to accomplish their God-given destinies. It's really that awkward means- that they use the the name of which they're defining in in each section, you know? So like last one was mm-hmm. Caleb. You're like, hmm, let me read this to find out what a Caleb is. And then they use Caleb within the definition. Yeah. See, the um, so the, the Joshua must be the person who is, um, who is the encourager, the Barnabaser. Caleb is the person who is the relationship-oriented guy. And Moses is the guy that tells everyone what to do. So... You got to know your person. You got to know your biblical personality type. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, here's the next one. Uh, confident. Each team member should lead with confidence, passion, and enthusiasm about limitless potential. And here's the parenthetical: If you're going to fail, fail big. <laughs> that should be a TTR liner. <laughs> I didn't know, by the way, TTR, we TTR by limitless... the way is Table Talk Radio for those. Oh yeah, for the insider, for the outsider, for those of you just listening for the first time. <laughs> which is like 98% of you. <laughs> Each teamer should lead with confidence, passion, and enthusiasm about limitless potential. Now, I, I never knew that we had limitless potential. I was Now, this would be compared, since this game is supposed to contrast these creeds with the traditional creeds to the church, we would say in the Athanasian Creed that there is one eternal. <laughs> hmm. That sounds kind of <laughs> One limiting. who's limitless. Uh, but in here we say that the church and the Caleb's in the church have limitless potential. All right. Well, the good news is that we're no longer playing this game, and we're moving on to a brand new game in the next segment, Christian or Secular. And you won't want to miss that, so stay tuned for another segment of Table Talk Radio right after this. immature audiences only. This is Table Talk Radio. Christian or Secular is the last segment of the program here on Table Talk Radio. This game is simple enough. I play a brief moment of a song, and Pastor Wolfmiller has to determine, guess which this is, a Christian song or a secular song. And uh, this goes by uh, typically the label in which the artist signs with. So there's Christian labels and, and non-Christian labels. So I mean, what other standard can you go by? Right? Right. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's right. Now, the, the, the distinction with this game and maybe a couple others that we play here on Table Talk Radio is not so much you know, learning the rules so that you can uh, take them out into your own lives. Uh, this is just making a point by the very playing of, this, of the game uh, so that uh, it seems like if you're going to call yourself um, a Christian artist that uh, you're 
music should be able to be distinguished from non-Christian music. It just seems like that would be a conclusion. Right. Um, but we'll see if that's the case with Pastor Wolf Miller in this segment of the program. So, Pastor Wolf Miller, I have three clips of songs and um, for your discernment, and I'm not going to put them in any particular order because I think that would be too easy. So I'm going to have you pick A, B, or C. Um, A. All right, here is the first one. You swore and said we are not. We are not shining stars This I know I never said we are Though I've never been Through hell like that I've closed enough windows to know you can never look back If you're lost in a bone Or you're sinking like a stone Carry on May your past be the sound of your feet upon the ground Carry on Carry on, carry on Alright, this is there you tricky. Go. I forgot how tricky this game is. <laughs> um, hmm. Uh, if you're lost in life, etc., etc., carry on, carry on. Um, I wonder what, uh, I, I can read, I have the lyrics in front of me if you want me to read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me some reading here. Um, I'm trying to think where I started the song, but this is, this was the, uh, stanza before the, the refrain there. If you're lost and alone or you're sinking like a stone, carry on. May your past be the sound of your feet upon the ground. Carry on, carry on, carry on. I'm going to say... I'm going to say that this song is Christian. <laughs> oh, man. Not Christian. <laughs> Secular, that's right. Uh, this is uh, the group called Fun. Uh, this is the title of the song, Carry On. Um, fun? F-U-N? Yeah. <laughs> you, know the, you know what we don't usually have? You know, fun. Right. I'm like, against it. Torture. Uh, yeah, so fun, uh, secular, secular band. Um, I don't know what else to say. There's not much to, to give you on this. You're right, all right. So. Next. Next. All right, B or C? Uh, B. Okay, B comes to us from our listener. Hey, all right. Uh, this is, uh, suggested to us, uh, by Jackie in New Zealand. Thank you, Jackie. What? New Zealand? New Zealand. We got all these foreigners listening. I'm surprised that we still have New Zealand listeners after you insulted them last time they wrote oh, in. Oh yeah, for their inferiority complex. <laughs> oh no, don't, don't say that again. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, I forgot about that. Where's uh, Where's Mark from, by the way? Did he say? Our Baptist friend. Mark Why didn't the... say. Oh wait, wait. Oh. Maybe he did. Hold on. So we got all these. Well, that's two foreign emails today because I think Mark was from like Indiana. I think he said. I, I threw that, that email away. Probably from, I don't know, Tasmania. Talk about inferiority complex. In any case, Jackie sends this to us, and you can send us suggestions for Christian or secular by sending it to my email address, evan at tabletalkradio.org. Here is your entry sent in by Jackie from New Zealand. Spring must have. 
Will you forgive And I won't forget Know what we've seen In him at last Now in some way I will wait. I kind of like that song, by the way. Good. <laughs> I will wait. Is it a New Zealand if, band? Yeah, I, I don't know. Now, so. what I'm trying to do is determine from, from that UK. little snippet of song if that is a Christian or secular song. And there are very few. This is the whole thing. Is it could be talking about? It could be talking about God. I will wait for you. That's the basis of faith there. Or it could be talking about a guy waiting for some gal, hopefully. Um, now, and it, it, it could go either way. God, girlfriend, you don't know. <laughs> now, I think though I've, I'm going to make an informed guess, and here's what I'm going to. Here's the little clue. I think a normal person writing a normal song, secular song, would not repeat themselves so much. But the, it says, "I will wait," and then a normal song would go. For you. But the Christian band knows that they need to be more repetitive to appeal to the Christian audience. So they're going to say, I will wait, I will wait for you. So, so I'm going to say Christian. This is your mysticism hunch then, huh? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Uh, survey says. <laughs> oh, oh, for two. I will. I will. <laughs> this is um, I Will Wait by Mumford and Sons. Oh, Mumford and Sons. Yeah. They own the Rockies. Uh, they do? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Mumford, so there's something like Mumford hanging around the Rockies. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I will give you uh, half credit for this. No, I won't. I'll, I'll just um, tell you this was especially difficult because, um, though this is a secular band, I do believe the members of the band happen to be Christian. Uh, but here, here's some of the. I mean, there's nothing in here. I mean, I could, I could read, I could play the whole song for you. You would have no idea. Um, here's, here's the next uh, verse. Now I'll be bold as well as strong and use my head along my, alongside my heart. So tame my flesh and my and fix my eyes, a tethered mind freed from the lies. What in the world? And I'll kneel down. Mean? Wait for now. I'll kneel down. Know my ground. Raise my hands, paint my spirit gold, and bow my head, keep my heart slow. Now, so wait a minute. You're telling me this, these guys are signed with a secular label, but they are all Christians. As far as I know, yeah. Which accounts for their repetitiveness. Yes. I'll so, say it again. So. <laughs> <laughs> Let me repeat myself. Let me repeat so, myself. We are going by the, the label. The, <laughs> the all right. Label they signed. All right. They're last. Pro- they're. Last they did least. sound like they were decent musicians. All right, here, here's the last one. This time your heart said it's had enough. Christian. 
Do you hear that? That's the sound of the Holy Spirit, man. And those are not real drums. It's too easy. say christian <laughs> why why well so here are the clues okay clue number one both the other ones were secular clue number two <laughs> it had the holy spirit sound in the background <laughs> clue number three that it had fake drums clue number four the guy had uh well the guy had kind of a cool voice I will admit that. So that doesn't, but that doesn't go either way. So those are the clues. <laughs> All right, you got it. Congratulations. Two hundred points. <laughs> one for, one for three. <laughs> All right. If you have submissions for Christian or secular, send it to Evan at question or sorry, Evan at tabletalkradio.org. Or you can always give us a call one eight hundred three eight five SOLA. Thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Where our creed is not that Jesus was crucified for his message of inclusiveness. (laughs) You've been listening to Table Talk Radio. The views expressed on this show are that of the hosts and do not reflect the views or opinions of this station. We would like your feedback on today's show. Call us toll free 1-800-385-SOLA. That's 1-800-385-SOLA. Or send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. You can listen again to this show or any of our past shows on our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening and tune in again next time to Table Talk Radio.